Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. it again six straight for Patrick Mahomes AFC title games we are on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance along Michelle Smallman Chris Canty Evan Cohen with you ESPNU as well you know when I was a kid I went to basketball camp okay and they did situational drills at basketball camp and some of the situations were ridiculous you're just like why are we doing this like all right other teams ball you're down 12 with three seconds to go and you're like we can't get ourselves out of this situation. We're going to lose. That's the situation. I am convinced there's no situation that Patrick Mahomes can't get out of. He is that guy now in sports. Give him any scenario. Oh, oh you think road's going to be tough? That's funny. Oh, you want every receiver to drop the ball? Ah, oh, that's funny. You want my linebacker who's shadowing Josh Allen to be out too? Oh, and my defensive back, Mike Edwards? You want him to be out? Oh, okay. You want me to have a ridiculous fumble out of the end zone, McCall Hardman, and give them the ball back after a bad fake punt? I'm good. Any situation this guy is in, he has proven he can get his team out of it. He is so phenomenal, and I think rightfully so, we're spending the day discussing and defending our takes against all of the Josh Allen and Bills lovers out there, but Mahomes is ridiculous, guys. Yeah, I feel like I owe him a personal apology because I've been saying all season (laughs) long that the Chiefs were not going to be in this position, and it wasn't because I thought Patrick Mahomes wasn't capable. Obviously, he is. He's one of the greatest to ever do this, but I just thought that the receiving core, the things that he would have to overcome to get here would be too great. I really thought that the Bills were going to win this game, but it was just confirmation bias yesterday that Patrick Mahomes is so great and that he's in this era when he's with Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and a Steve Spagnuolo defense that you shouldn't overlook them. Even if they don't look like themselves, even if they look disconnected, even if they look vulnerable, they're still that guy and that team. And that for people like me to sleep on them was foolish. Yeah, but that being said, I don't think this game did a whole lot to enhance Pat Mahomes' legacy, right? Because he really doesn't have any rivals. He really doesn't have any peers, right? Well, he went on the road into a tough environment. And no, won. no, no. I'm not I'm not dismissing that, and that's a great part of the story. But, I mean, Pat Mahomes is being compared to Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and Peyton Manning, and that's the list, right? Multiple Super Bowl wins, multiple MVPs. Like, those are the quarterbacks that you compare Tom uh, Pat Mahomes to. Yes. He doesn't have, he doesn't have anybody – in the group to compare him to. Like there there is no contemporary that's close to being as accomplished as he is from an individual standpoint, but also from a team standpoint. Yet and still, everybody wants to prop up Josh Allen as if he's that dude. And I guess my whole point is 
when we go into this matchup after a week's worth of hype, building it up, saying that this is the next Brady Manning, I, I just don't understand how it could be a true rivalry when every time they meet in the postseason, Pat Mahomes wins. It's one of the most predictable things about the NFL playoffs. When Kansas City meets the Buffalo Bills, whether they meet in Arrowhead or now whether they meet in Orchard Park, we know somehow, some way, Pat Mahomes is going to win that game, despite all the other factors. Like we talk about the receiving core for the Chiefs dropping all they passed. They didn't drop any yesterday, but they led the league in drops. They led the league in drops. Travis Kelsey did not look like the same player that he has in years past. I mean, it's just been a different Chiefs team around Pat Mahomes. Yet and still, he found a way to beat Josh Allen in the Buffalo Bills on the road. And after going into that game saying that the Bills had everything in their favor, including home field advantage, how Josh Allen finally had a run game, how Josh Allen had weapons in Steph Diggs and Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox and Khalil Shakir, all we keep making up is excuses. Well, Josh Allen didn't have Gabe Davis. Well, the defense was depleted. All of these excuses as to why Josh Allen can't beat Pat Mahomes. Why can't we just acknowledge Josh Allen ain't on the same level as Pat Mahomes, despite all of the physical ability? I don't know why people have a hard time coming around to that take when it's clear and obvious that that is what the situation is. I don't get it. One other thing on the Brady Manning, I know all three of us are in agreement, like it's crazy to make the comparison, but one thing I was thinking about, every time Brady and Manning played in the, at this point in their careers, you know, one through seven games into their rivalry, you felt like in the playoffs that it was the Super Bowl. You literally felt every matchup after that would not compare to this and that there was no chance that the winner of that matchup would not win the Super Bowl. I'm not confident that the winner of yesterday beats the Ravens. I don't think... You I'm do, with you. Okay. I'm with you. And I'm, I'm not co- I'm not confident. I think the Chiefs may do it. I certainly wouldn't have picked the Bills. I'm also not confident that they're going to beat the Niners if the Niners get there. So to say that this is not Brady Manning is the most obvious thing in the world, but I'll just add another layer. That was the Super Bowl every year. This was the second round. Totally different. Charles in Georgia listening on Sirius XM80. What's up, Charles? Hey, how are you? My name is uh, Charles and... Uh... I want to say, uh, first and foremost, I listen to you guys about every morning, but I want to say something uh, particularly to, to Mr. Canty, and I know he played football as a defensive lineman for the New York Giants and the Baltimore Ravens, uh, but I do believe something should be left out of, your, uh, out of your commentary. You guys are paid to make comments. However, and fans, they can say whatever they want to about their players because they're entitled they're the ones who actually make the sport go round and round, not not you guys that are on the air. Um, so for the fact, uh, and I think it was Thursday, that Mr. Canty said, oh, Lamar Jackson needs this win for his legacy. So quarterbacks of, of black color can come in and, uh, and, and move forward. Let's stop talking about color. Let's talk about the, 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 the tangibles. Let's talk about what he does as a player. I am not a Lamar Jackson uh, fan just because I don't believe he has a leadership abilities, and I don't believe up until this point. What, why don't you think him. he has leadership ability, Charles? Okay, hold, hold, hold on, Mr. No, no, no. You, you, you said he doesn't have leadership you, ability. You why? All, you cut people off. No, no. I'm asking. I'm asking you why it. you don't think you said Lamar Jackson doesn't have leadership ability. Why? Okay, so let's put... You, no, I'm you, asking you, you a question. Statement, so. You just made a statement. I'm asking you a question. I'm not. Cut, I'm giving you plenty of runway to talk. 
You just made a statement. Lamar Jackson doesn't have leadership ability. I'm asking you, Charles, why? Why do you say that he doesn't have leadership ability? Because he's not not even Patrick Mahomes. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Is there anybody that's Patrick Mahomes? Who's Patrick Mahomes? We just said you can't compare him to any of the contemporaries because none of those dudes are as accomplished as him. So nobody is Pat Mahomes. Great. Start from there. Why does Lamar Jackson not have leadership ability? Why is he not a leader? He's not. Why? Why are you he's saying not. that? Because tell me why you're saying. Yeah, what are you all, basing that on? First of all, sir, when he's one, first of all, sir, when he's he's one and three in the playoffs. Okay. No, he's not. He's two and three. In the, he's two and three. In the, he actually won on Saturday, oh, so he's oh, two. And, he's two and three in the playoffs. Go ahead. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So every time that it's come down for him to make the plays in the playoffs, up until yesterday, he didn't do it. Okay. He can't beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on a regular basis. Okay. And you can you can say whatever you want to about that. All I'm telling you is, all I'm asking you, sir, is quit trying to bring up color and stuff and. If you want to talk about Lamar Jackson as the quarterback, talk about Mar- Lamar Jackson Charles, as the quarterback. Charles, uh, Charles, hold on. Two things. Number one, number one. Do you think that Josh Allen is a leader? No. Do I think he's a leader? Yeah. No, I don't think he can okay. take his team to the Super Bowl. Okay. No, I the do se- not. The second thing is – And I didn't get a chance. Hold on. The second thing is I want to give you some advice. Go watch Gerard Mayo's press conference. Every single time you say, I don't see color, watch Gerard Mayo's press conference. Then call us back. Okay? I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to dive into it. No, 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 no. He opened the door to get into it, so we got to talk about it. I'm not going to shy away from talking about color and race on this show. That's not who we are as a show. So for him to come out here and, first of all, say Lamar Jackson is not a leader is just absolutely asinine, and I think he's showing us his biases, his prejudices, and how he views the game of football. But beyond that, I brought up the point of color because Lamar Jackson was told – or was it was said by respected scouts, former general managers in the NFL, that he should consider switching positions when he got to the NFL draft. That he should think about playing receiver. He should think about playing running back. Because you can't play quarterback the way he plays quarterback. Elite quarterbacks were locked out of the opportunity to play in the National Football League because they were black. Warren Moon had to go play in the freaking CFL and is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Why? Because he was black. So why are we trying to avoid talking about race? Like, like we, can, we can talk about it. We can say, yeah, you know what? Lamar Jackson, because of what he's doing, he's opening the door for other quarterbacks at lower levels of sport that play like him style, look, stylistically, that look like him to have an opportunity to be trusted by NFL franchises. John Harbaugh brought up the fact that jo- they built a team, a franchise, around Lamar Jackson and that they were the only ones in the NFL that had the guts to do it. He said it last week on Shefty's podcast. Why, why do we have to avoid talking about race? We don't. It doesn't necessarily have to come up all the time, but because Lamar Jackson had so many questions around his ability to elevate in this time of year, because we had questions around whether or not his style of play would translate to postseason success, he had to win that game on Saturday to check that box. Mm -hmm. Not for his own individual greatness, because we already know how singular he is. He's about to win his second MVP. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Guys that win multiple MVPs at quarterback go into the Hall of Fame. That's it. They go into the Hall of Fame. Johnny Unitas, Kurt Warner, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you name it. They go into the Hall of Fame. 
All right? So we know Lamar is going to be a future Hall of Famer. But how many franchises would be willing to make the commitment the Baltimore Ravens did and turn over the keys to the team to somebody that looks like Lamar, that plays like Lamar? We hadn't seen it done in NFL history until the Ravens did it in 2018. And now he's repaying them in kind by getting them to the championship rounds. All I was simply bringing up last week is that opens the door for other teams to do it with players that have a similar skill set. That's all I said. The reason I brought up Mayo is because Mayo said specifically those who don't see color have are the issue in many ways, right? Because it means you're not acknowledging a struggle that someone else has gone through un, unintended or not unintentionally, un, unfortunately, because they are judged by things that should not matter in the grand scheme of things. Cool. You have a different color skin. You're a different gender. You're a different. You love differently. Big deal. Are you a good person or not? You're nice to others around you or not? You're good at your job or not? Mar Jackson is great at what he does, has, an, has inspired others. But he has been – what I am saying is he was judged by a different standard yes. because of his color. And it's still and all judged. And all of the black quarterbacks before him were judged by different standards because of their color. That, like, that's what we're talking about. There was a belief in the NFL you couldn't win a Super Bowl with a black quarterback. And it happened on accident with Doug Williams. And then how much – it took what – Damn near twenty five years before it happened again with Russell Wilson. And the other, it wasn't. It was. Here's, let me say this. Let me say this. It took twenty five years, not because there weren't qualified players at the position that were black. It took twenty five years because those black quarterbacks weren't given the opportunity. That's why it took so damn long, and that's why it was important for Lamar to win on Saturday. That's the point I'm making. Dear God in heaven, take us to break, man. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Keep saying they ended the season hey. early. Isn't this where hey. they normally end the season? Hey. I mean, that's relative to the expectations that people put on them. Not us as a show, 
because we don't have that expectations. We picked the Kansas City Chiefs plus the three points, and we said they oh, probably went you? outright. So I was overruled because yeah, I, I picked the Bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the one time you picked against the Chiefs and it didn't work out. That's right. The one time. And I'm sorry. That's okay. Patrick Mahomes for That's doubting right. you. You That's are right. the greatest. That's right. He's the GOAT. You're he on a different goat. level, and it yeah. was my he's, bad well, for he's doubting you. current GOAT. <laughs> he's not the GOAT GOAT. He's well, good, good. He's on that trajectory, though. That's the that. He's on that trajectory. Like, we can talk. Listen. He's capable. Six years as the starter, six conference championship games. If your team is in the Final Four every year you're the starter, then you're pretty damn good. He's unbelievable. I was thinking about this. He's on, he's his, he's on, he's on the road. He's is on this the, the greatest start to a career in any sport in the history of sports? Tiger would be the one that came to my mind, like team sports. Why? Let's do t- individual yeah. within a team sport because Tiger and Serena, yeah, absurd. The, yeah. the yeah, ninety-eight totally masters different. for Tigers, right? Yeah, so totally I mean, like, crazy. so is this the greatest? I mean, we could we could play around with this and like look this up a little bit more. But I'm just thinking, LeBron's start to his career was unbelievable. His first Finals appearance was in 07, but he didn't win a title until he went to Miami. So. I, and Michael had struggles early in a way that, you know, went to the conference uh, finals against Detroit, but didn't win. This is probably, I mean, Brady, Brady won three Super Bowls, but Brady was not the individual player that Lamar, uh, Lamar, uh, Mahomes was mm-hmm. at this point in his career. It wasn't the individual player maybe that Lamar was, right, in terms of winning the MVP that early on. But I think this may be the greatest start to a career, maybe, in team sports history. Yeah. I, I'm trying. It's outrageous. It's crazy. Six for six, right? Six for six, and I would argue that the seventh year played a huge factor in this. Meaning the first year, mm-hmm. the fact that he got to sit there and watch and learn and grow. I mean, you look at some of these quarterbacks this weekend. Jordan Love is going to be great. We all think Lamar sat initially. Love sat initially. Mahomes sat initially. There are other guys that you know bucked the trend. Obviously, CJ Stroud is damn good. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Uh, Kendra in Kentucky, listening on uh, Sirius XM Channel eighty. What's up, Kendra? Hi, how are you? Listen, now that we've all had our blood pressure raised, and I must say, Mister Kenny, point taken. Lamar was fabulous when he was down here playing at Louisville and won that Heisman. He has always been absolutely wonderful, but. Buffalo's coach, Sean McDermott, and the offensive coordinator lost the game last night. It wasn't Josh Allen. They they got the ball back with, what, like six minutes left to play. They should have just sat on the ball. We're going to keep the ball. We're not giving it back to Mahomes. Why would they give it back to Mahomes? But they did. They should have just run over and over and over again, told Josh he couldn't, help, he couldn't run himself. Just run the ball down, get down to the – within, like, the 10-yard line with maybe – 40 seconds left, and then score, and they would have won. And they give the ball back to Mahomes, who is not Brady, who can't manufacture a touchdown on just one pass like Brady could, and so Buffalo would have won. The offensive coordinator and Sean McDermott lost that game. The difference between the two teams last night was coaching. Mahomes is better than everybody else. You're absolutely right. But he benefits from Andy Reid, who watches that kind of stuff. And these guys, Nick Sirianni didn't do it. Uh, last night, John, Sean McDermott didn't do it. Often, these guys are not watching the clock. Dan Campbell with the Lions watches it like a hawk. That yeah, is I mean, I think the coaching, the coaching with Buffalo, and thanks for the phone call, is definitely something of interest. We've discussed that through the first three quarters – of this game, it was very much Josh Allen running, James Cook and the running backs running, throwing the ball to running backs out of the backfield and throwing the ball to tight ends. They moved the ball slowly and with precision. And then the fourth quarter, for some reason, they throw the ball 14 times and they throw it deeper, and I understand wide receivers drop the ball. Let me ask a dumb question, CeCe. Mm. 
In this spot, if Josh Allen is sensing, hey, what are we doing here? Why are we taking shots? Does he have a right to then go back to the coach and say, guys, I understand you want to put the belief in me. I believe in me too, but can we just do what we've done to get us here and stop changing this playbook? What do you mean about the shots downfield yeah, to Sherfield to Sherfield and to the say, No, Diggs? let's run the ball. Why are we throwing Well, I mean, the I don't I don't have a problem with them taking shots like that like the part of the running the ball as effectively as they can is to get the defense to draw up so you can beat them over the top. And, and you got the guys to do it. I mean, you got Shakir, you got Sherfield, you got Steph Diggs, you have players that can take the top off. So I didn't have a problem with them taking the shots per se. Those receivers have got to make those catches because those were beautifully thrown balls by Josh Allen. But the part where I think it's fair to be critical of Josh is at the end of the game, that final sequence where he's got second and nine, third and nine, just take the open receivers. You don't have to throw the ball into the end zone in that moment. As a matter of fact, it actually helps you if you bleed more clock before you do score a touchdown so you don't leave any time for Pat Mahomes because you know how dangerous he was. Yeah. I mean, think about the division around a couple of years ago. Remember 13 seconds? Why would you want to leave any time on the clock for Mahomes? So you don't have to be in a hurry to score in that situation. And beyond that, the throws that were there were throws that would have kept the drive going. Like, yes. you could have converted second and nine if you threw the ball on the over route to Stephon Diggs. You could have converted third and nine had you thrown it underneath to Dalton Kincaid, who could have then ran for a first down. Like, those guys were open by any standard, not just NFL standards, college football standards. They were open. The offensive coordinator did his job. The head coach did his job. It's just the, the receivers did their job. It's just the quarterback didn't do his job. And in those moments, you have to have situational awareness. And I think that's the thing that's missing from Josh Allen that allows him to be successful against a quarterback like Pat Mahomes. You know how many quarterbacks in the NFL have been to the conference championship game the same amount of times or more active than Josh Allen right now? How many? Ten. What's the list? Do you have it? Ten quarterbacks. So I'm just doing this right now. So basically, if you look around the league, guys who have been to the conference championship the same or more. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. actually Joe Flacco, 11. Sorry, 11. Joe Flacco, Joe Burrow, um, Ryan Tannehill. Yep. We I mean, forget about Titans. that one. Yep. He's, call. By the way, I didn't hear a lot of people saying he should move to wide receiver when he played there in college. Just throwing that he out there. He did play wide receiver. Um, yep. uh, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. Mahomes, mm-hmm. obviously, um, Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, Brock here, Purdy, Brock Purdy mm-hmm. and Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Wow. 11 quarterbacks in the NFL have been to the conference championship as many times or more than Josh Allen. That doesn't mean that there are 11 quarterbacks better than him. That just means when you're putting all of your your eggs in the one basket of quarterback success to lead you far, 11 different guys that are active players in the NFL have gone to the same place or deeper into the playoffs as this guy. Just throwing that out there. I find it hard to believe that there were 11 guys during Brady and Manning's career that went to the conference championship the same or more. I find that hard to believe. There's also all these other guys who have MVPs, and Allen doesn't. Again, let's put him in the proper context. Great player. Yes. That should be grouped with Dak Prescott and Trevor Lawrence, maybe. Yep. Well, maybe not Lawrence. Maybe Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Okay. That's Justin, a, that may ju- even be a Justin stretch. Justin Herbert. Like okay. he's, he's up That's that a hill. great group That's of people great, to great, be with. Great group of quarterbacks. Top 10 quarterbacks all within their own right. But he's not a tier one quarterback. Nope. He does not belong in the Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson conversation. And by the way, not to nitpick, but I think you'll agree, if Mahomes is on a level by himself, 
and then those other guys are below him, that's a tier three quarterback. Yeah. We're really going to be real about that, right? Yeah. Lamar and Burrow are in that tier two. Yeah. This guy's Well, here's the thing. That. I'm willing to put Burrow in that conversation because he beat Mahomes in a conference championship mm-hmm. game in Arrowhead. He beat him on the road, played in the Super Bowl. I'm willing to put Lamar in there because Lamar is now in a conference championship game and Lamar has two MVPs. I'm willing to put him in that conversation, right? Like, how many active quarterbacks have multiple MVPs? You got Aaron Rodgers, and that's it, right? Active quarterbacks that have, other than Mahomes, it's Aaron Rodgers, and that's it, right? So, I mean. And now Lamar, yeah. And now Lamar. So, I mean, I'm willing to put Lamar in that conversation with Mahomes because of that. Josh Allen ain't got none of that. Josh Allen ain't got an MVP. Josh Allen ain't played in a Super Bowl. So, why we keep trying to prop him up and put him in that conversation? I can't get it for the life of me. Yesterday was there to win. The Chiefs were ripe for the picking. They have been the most vulnerable that we've ever seen with Mahomes and Andy Reid. Big time. And yet the Chiefs went into Orchard Park and got the dub. Can I just say one other thing that's going to come off like such a hater, but whatever. I already come off this way with Josh Allen. i got to say one other thing. What's up? Even if they won yesterday, there's still another round before you get the top line of your resume. Can we just think now? They still would have had to go to Baltimore and beat Lamar. Yeah, really quickly. Because I know we're up against it. Am I wrong on No, that? you're not wrong. But here's the thing. We keep trying to put him in that immortals conversation. Our very own Mike Greenberg, who follows us, Greeny on the radio, from 10 to noon Eastern every, every Monday through Friday. He said Josh Allen, if he won that game, would be one of the immortals. Like, I, I get why we want to say that. Because in order to be an immortal, you have to have those wins head-to-head against other guys that are worthy opponents. Like, think about heavyweight champions in boxing. Like, without, you know, you know Muhammad Ali and going up against Joe Frazier, without those, those heavyweight matchups, you're not, you don't get immortalized. Josh Allen didn't win against the other guy that is in the immortal conversation in Pat Mahomes. You didn't get the win. So you don't belong in that conversation. Also, winning the divisional round doesn't really feel like immortal territory. <laughs> That's for sure. Amen. And I love Greeny. But... Amen. We're not sports like on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. People still hot on... Josh Allen losing yesterday and the Bills losing to the Chiefs, which we will get your phone calls in in a second at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you the game. You give me your biggest takeaway from the game this weekend. Baltimore beating Houston 34-10. Small's biggest takeaway from the game. That the Baltimore Ravens, top to bottom, should are the best team out there still, and they should win the Super Bowl. CC. The Ravens have the best defense in all of football. And I will give you the second half. They came out like just gangbusters. It was unbelievable watching that offense in the second half. 49ers beat the Packers 24-21. Small's biggest takeaway from that game. The Niners were lucky to escape. The Packers should have won that game. And the Niners are much more vulnerable than I expected to be them to be at this point in the season. I'm not told that Brock Purdy is the long-term answer at quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. 
And I think even though he didn't play that well, that final drive was was juicy by Brock Purdy. Six of seven, 47 yards, did his job. Lions beat the Bucks 31-23. Small's biggest takeaway. Uh, that's the result I expected. It's officially a new era in Detroit. Happy for Jared Goff. Happy for Lions fans. It's not just a good story. This is a legit Super Bowl mm-hmm. contender. The Detroit Lions are absolutely for real. I'm not arguing that. I will say this. They're the only team I look at this weekend playing with house money. No, really? I don't think you can no say way. that. Not, not, not in the conference championship game. No way. Nah, we won, we won win away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, Ain't no, no way. way in hell. This out the only you got to win them. Smalls, you got to win them when you can win them. It's, and you got a chance to win it. Especially after what we just saw out of San Francisco. Green Bay lost that game. San Francisco didn't win it. And the Lions could absolutely beat that. And I have a vastly more experienced quarterback when it comes to playoff football than Jared Goff in comparison to Brock Purdy. Great point. Guy has been to two NFC championship games. And a Super Bowl. Yeah, one more just, uh, one more championship game stop, than uh, stop. Josh Allen. Stop, I see what you're doing. Stop. You're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. You're KC bad guy. beating Buffalo. We haven't talked about it at all today. Uh, 27-24, Smalls, biggest takeaway from that game. That I can't believe the Bills lost. I thought that this was the most vulnerable version of the Kansas City Chiefs that we've seen in many years, and that them going into Buffalo would be tough to win. And Josh Allen played great, but it just it wasn't enough. I, I need the meme of the woman on the airplane where she's screaming, that dude ain't real. And I'm substituting a little bit in there because she had some expletives. But that dude ain't real. Josh Allen ain't real. He's great. Don't get me wrong. But he's not real. He's not Pat Mahomes. It's not a rivalry. It's not Brady Manning. It's not that. In order for it to be a real rivalry, you actually got to win some of those games. And in three times, in three postseason meetings, you're talking about Josh Allen and the Bills losing those games. I get we want to make excuses for him, but he's not real. Because if he was in those moments with a team that's playing at home, that's favored to win, you got to go out there and win the damn game. You know where my mind has gone now? The Patrick Mahomes or in terms of careers. Who's mm. had a better career, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Mahomes. 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 Patrick Mahomes or Peyton Manning? Mm. Ooh, Peyton Manning got five MVPs, man. Five MVPs. That's a good five. That's a good comparison. But the fact that we have to think about it just shows you how good Pat Mahomes well, is. That's the point that I'm <laughs> making here. Six years as a starter. He's Smalls. disgusting. He's filthy. He's disgusting. So I don't okay. know why I ever doubted him. So if I don't Pat know Mahomes has had a better career through seven years, six years as a starter than Aaron Rodgers, in your minds, then he would have had a better career than Drew Brees. Yes. Yes. Brett Favre? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not Elway? Yes. Elway? Yeah. Yeah. Marino? Yeah. He won a Super Bowl. You're only, Super listen, Bowls. Li- listen, listen. I tried to explain this to you. I'm not doing Brady, but everybody else, you're right. Multiple Super Bowls, multiple MVPs. Like, there's, there's three quarterbacks. It's Mont... It, well, I'm not saying because Montana only got one. So it's 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 really only Mont. It's really Manning and Brady. I'll throw Montana in there because he's four for four in a big game, and Joe Montana like like he was awesome. So I'll give him that respect. But those are the three quarterbacks that you're comparing Peyton, uh, Pat Mahomes to. That's it. Patrick Mahomes is only compared to those three guys. Nobody else rivals what Pat Mahomes is doing. Think about this for a second. Past and present, based on what you're saying. Is Patrick Mahomes has done more, let's do full career, has done more in seven years than first ballot unanimous Hall of Famers did in 15 to 20 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Yeah. He's not only the best quarterback now, he may be 
closing in on second all time. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Through 10 years, he's going to be second Montana, all time. Joe Montana, two MVPs, four Super Bowl wins, three Super Bowl MVPs. Like, Pat Mahomes is like, that's the next guy he's got to pass with the accolades, but there's no reason to think he's not going to pass him. He's, he's gone to six straight conference title games. Yeah. Six straight. It feels like betting on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to get to and or win the Super Bowl is about a, the safest bet in sports right now. Yeah. You know, we used to say that about Tiger. Like, is there anything else you can think of where you're like, th- that you would feel the way I'm feeling today, which was how could I have ever doubted him? Even though it didn't look like it should have looked, how could I have ever doubted him? Yeah, it's Brady. Who else it's is there? Brady. It's LeBron winning the Eastern Conference. Not no, but I mean right now. Is there anything else in sports right now that's a, as sure of a bet? No. No. Josh Allen not winning? Oh, geez. Brian in North Carolina on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's up, guys? I was just calling. I was I could feel the heat coming through my speakers off of Canty earlier, so I just wanted to call and say Happy New Year to everybody. Ah! <laughs> yes, Brian. Brian. Well done. Well, well done, done, Brian. Thank you, Brian. For that those who don't get the reference, CC does not like the Happy New Year past two days after the New Year. And so uh, we're going to continue it all year. Wow. Uh, Armando in Jersey watching on ESPNU. What's up, Armando? What's going on, guys? Uh, that guy took my thunder with a happy new year. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, this may this may be a subconscious thing because I'm a Jets fan, but seeing Belichick go to the Bills, I just don't see it happening. I mean, you got to think that he doesn't want a quarterback that's going to make the types of mistakes that Josh Allen makes on a consistent basis. Right, no, no gunslinger type court. He wants somebody who's going to execute, not take shots to the end zone. I mean, that's that not when he's not supposed to. Anyway, that's my thought. I think you are. I think you are on to something. Oddly enough, as as I've been saying all show long, that I think the solution to this Bills issue is Belichick. That said, I don't know that Josh Allen for him is as much of a turn on as he would be for Harbaugh. Let's say if he was there, or even Vrabel. Right? I think that Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts during last year is more of a turn on for Belichick of like those guys are going to take the coaching and do a great job with the coaching and just not make mistakes. I I think there is a spin to that. You know what turns Bill Belichick on? Yeah, I do. I'm just surprised. I mean, I I didn't know that he was that close to the Patriots organization. He knows what turns Bill Belichick on. That's right. He doesn't really share a lot, Bill, either. I I don't know how you you got that information. I did a deep dive with Julian Edelman's Instagram this weekend with Edelman and Gronk and Dola in the hot tub. Wow. They left. I wouldn't be in the the films, the the video. So I I was just filming. I was there, too, obviously. Uh, Adam in Maryland on SiriusXM80. What's up, Adam? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Now it's a great show. And I do want to mention the uh, race thing. And I don't know if I want to go there, but I think it's a good point. But and about the guys with the comic, the leaders. But what I wanted to say was, as an Eagles fan, Andy Reid, right, had to leave Philly to get a Super Bowl. And two. And <laughs> beat us last year, of course. Shouldn't have beat us, of course. We don't go there. But I don't think we, ha- we, have, to take- we have to give him a lot of credit for allowing – Mahomes to do what he does, and I think that fake punt was horrible yesterday because it blew out all momentum Mm -hmm. for the Bills because they got stopped when they really needed to drive, but then to try to, you know, spark some kind of momentum with a fake punt, I don't care, six yards, eight yards, it was horrible. I know Hamlin has this storyline, and they give it to that guy hoping he would become like a hero, 
and he get, got nowhere. It was horrible. By the I way, you just, was... you just hit on something, and thank you for the phone call, that I think we should point out. I wonder if there was a human interest emotion part of it that if DeMar Hamlin was the one who got the first down, if, if McDermott thought his team was a little bit lifeless in that moment, whether or not it would rally the team a little bit. Yeah, but it still didn't make any sense. It was a moment where I think Sean McDermott panicked. Again, because the Chiefs scored on touchdowns on back-to-back possessions to start out the second half, I think he felt like he had it to keep pace. But you went on a 15-play 75-yard drive that ate up over eight minutes a clock. That was your first possession of the second half. Why did you feel like you needed to keep that drive going? You were okay. Like the Chiefs, the Chiefs had struggled in the red zone uh, in the first half against your defense. Like it's okay. Like punt the football away, make them drive the length of the field, clamp it down in the red zone, give your guys a chance. Don't give them the ball on blank, blank range. I mean, Sean McDermott essentially gave the game to Kansas City. Now, Kansas City didn't cash in because of the Miko Harmon fumble. Mm-hmm. But if they scored a touchdown and go up 11, it's, it's lights out. It's over with. And so I, I think there was a situation where the head coach panicked. And you would like to see a head coach that displays a little more restraint and better game management in that spot than Sean McDermott did. I know one of them. <laughs> you do? He, he's one of the best game managers ever. It's not just, debatable. Just saying. Hoodie, cut off sleeves. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Get our unsportsmanlike moment of the day coming up, but first, it's always unsportsmanlike because it usually is wrong. <laughs> I was good this weekend, though. It's the I best mean, bet from season. I mean, uh, three of three to four games I picked right uh, against the spread, so I was good this weekend. The one you got wrong, I don't even remember which one. The one I got wrong Packers? was no, it was actually Bucks Lions. Oh, took, really? I took the Bucks 
and the six points. Mm. And that was that was a little tough for me. Am I nuts to me. have felt badly for Baker Mayfield? Yeah, yesterday? I did too because he yeah. had a great season. Yeah, I am nuts season. to feel badly for. Oh him. no, no, you're not. No, okay. no, you're not nuts. Okay, you're not nuts. I felt badly year. for him too. I felt bad for him too. Yeah. yeah, especially the way it ended. Yeah, especially the way it ended. But anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not saying fade my best bet. I think you play my best bet tonight. That's how much I like it. I mean, I really, really like it. I like it more than any play that I've had in 2024. Okay. So, so, and that's not saying a lot. That's a low bar to clear, (laughs) but we're going to go to the association tonight, the NBA. And of course we're going to pick the ultimate slump buster. That would be Javante Lawrence's Detroit Pistons. They're taking on the Bucks again. And so we're going to take the Bucks. We're going to lay nine and a half points. The actual line is 12 and a half, but we're going to tease it down to nine and a half. So the Bucks laying nine and a half points. Giannis and Tenacupo over 10 and a half rebounds. And Damian Lillard under 38 and a half combined points, rebounds, and assists. So again, Lillard under 38 and a half combined points, rebounds, assists. Giannis over 10 and a half boards. And the Bucks laying nine and a half. That little three-leg parlay pays out at plus 396. By the way, you bring up a player. We've been looking for the Josh Allen comparison. Is Dame Lillard the Josh is it, Allen is it, comparison? Is it Josh Allen? I mean, I'm just saying, Dame Lillard doesn't have flameouts as famous as Josh Allen, but he also yeah. is playing. He was playing for a team that we weren't paying as much attention to when you had the Warriors in his conference. But if you think about it, all-time great regular seasons, yep. all-time great performer, no MVP, no appearance in the finals, one appearance in the conference finals, and got swept. That's pretty good. That's pretty close. And if I'm not mistaken, got swept by the Warriors without Kevin Durant, who was yeah. hurt in that series. If I'm not mistaken, and I, I want to say the highest scoring player in that series for, for Portland in a specific game was Myers Leonard, who had like 30 and one. I, maybe it was just one specific game. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But is that the comparison? It's close. Just, it's close. Just throwing that out. It's we've been close. looking for it. It's Rivers, close. Dan Fouts feels like it um, in terms of the, the Josh Allen comparison. All right. Uh, unsportsmanlike moments of the day. Something different, something weird, something fun, something that makes us laugh. We've got to start with Jason Kelsey. I mean, how have can to, we not? How to. can we not? As he was uh, at the game yesterday in Buffalo, shirtless, Burt Kreischer, comedian style. As he was out there, he was jumping over the, the gates to go into the, the crowd. He brought a young girl up there to meet Taylor Swift. He's drinking beers with the fans. He's doing the tailgate. We think he was drinking beer out of a bowling ball. In the tailgate, right? We think, maybe, possibly. I mean, that dude was just in it all around. He's enjoying himself and was the star of the show, considering also, by the way, Taylor Swift was in the same suite and Jason Kelsey became more of the storyline. I will give Taylor Swift a ton of credit on one other thing. Mm. Her football acumen is clearly much better than people give her credit for. They got a shot at her when Pacheco scored and you could see her mouthing, Pacheco, like, she knows this team now. I mean, I'm 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 a believer in Taylor Swift. All in. Now. Well, she's been cheering for them basically all season. Yeah, so but there's of a difference. She's going to be between, locked in. Okay, but like every person. You has, think that she doesn't know Isaiah Pacheco up until this point? She's been at how many games? No, I'm saying like I cheer for my wife, and I know a lot about her business. I don't know every part of her business. I'm saying she's all in, and that she knows her significant others' business all in. You know every part of your wife's business? No. no exactly but, but right. Here, but, but, here's <laughs> yeah. what but here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Uh-oh. The, the, NFL, the NFL script has got the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl because we got to have Taylor Swift and the Swifties check in on mm-hmm. the biggest spectacle in sports and entertainment. You know what I'm more convinced of more than ever? What's up? Is that that theory about the colors in the Super Bowl logo 
keeping the script of the teams that compete. Because remember, it was red and purple this year. That's right. So it's trending towards 49ers Ravens, which would make that true. We are dangerously close from that happening, which is also part of the NFL Part of the NFL script, yeah. I mean, they were really in their bag this season. Think about all the they reunions we had. <laughs> I mean, we've got Taylor Swift. We've we've got uh, the Lions. We've got Matthew Stafford. No and Detroit. I mean, there was a lot of storylines this season. So shout out to the script writers. Wow. The NFL. We could also have a situation where the Super Bowl is the rematch of the first game of the season. I didn't think that. I mean, Those writers it's, know probably, what doing. it's probably the most unlikely of oh, combinations. the Lions and Chiefs. Yeah, it could be, it could be a rematch I, I of, literally the went to, of the first game of I literally just went to the place. Who did the Ravens play? I don't even remember that. The Lions and Chiefs first game of the season. The Chris Jones in a suite. Yes. That's right. Watching the Good game yeah. where it was, I thought it was the weirdest thing ever. Wait, you're holding out, but you're at the game in a suite. By the way, it could include the Ravens and the Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh. He was happy post game as he was dancing after the Ravens beat the Texans. Now, I want everybody on ESPNU to watch the video of John Harbaugh dancing. And for those listening, obviously, he's doing like the kind of whip around in his arm and he's doing the. It's like a lasso. Yeah, a lasso, right. That's all but he's here's, got. Here's right the, the cowboy. That's all he's got. The here's cowboy the question play. I have You go to the club. All 32 NFL coaches are there. The one coach that you're looking at and say, boy, I didn't realize he could dance that well. Who do we assume is the best dancer of all NFL coaches? I don't know who it's going to be, but I want it to be Mike McDaniel from the Dolphins. That's a good I, one. Want, I want it to be him That's with the one. shades on <laughs> and bottle service. Listen, I, mean, I want it, to be, that how he, I want that it to be Mike McDaniel. Isn't that how he met his wife on I'm the dance I'm telling you floor? what, it's Mike McDaniel. There's a reason those ankles are always out. Because yeah, he's ready to dance. He's got okay. it. He's ready to ankles go. out, ready to hit the dance floor. <laughs> is Andy Reid like Biggie in the back of the club just totally, like sitting there totally. with burgers and Holding stuff? Holding up this cup. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Ordering wings. Yeah, yeah, so we have Mike McDaniel as the best dancer amongst NFL coaches in the, in the club. Worst dancer? Belichick. Yeah. yeah Belichick would be pretty bad. Because he wouldn't lean in. He's never going to go there. I mean, I know he's not an active coach right now, but Vrabel in a club I feel like would be pretty good. Oh, huh? he'd have a great time. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he'd have a great time. Yeah. So Belichick's our, our worst dancer. So not Belichick. Is there somebody else that you're like, there's no way you know, that this guy can dance? You know who... I'll give it up. I bet D'Amico Ryan's can tear it up. Yes. I bet Mike McCarthy cannot. I don't see him leaning in either. No. Mike McCarthy will be sitting with Andy Reid. Wherever Andy Reid's <laughs> sitting is where Mike McCarthy will go in that spot. Greedy coming up next. We are on to Tuesday. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.